ingredients. Let's talk about ingredients. I mean, without ingredients, you can't make a pizza or bake a pie. Without ingredients, you can't even get high. Sometimes we literally talk about ingredients to this podcast. For instance, two years ago now, we dedicated a whole month to the most integral ingredients to the podcast. We were highlighting voices that were part of our rotation and that would become said integral in season two throughout. But I mean, if you really want to talk about ingredients, there is none more integral than what this particular episode is intending to honor. So I'll stop rambling for now because I would much rather you enjoy him in his own words as this is just our attempt to say goodbye to Shane the Train. Okay, well, and let's get into person. it. Should we just get but, into it right out yeah, the gates? Yeah, basically, yeah, go for it. We have breaking news, okay? This just in. Yeah, this just in. This has been handed to me. This just in. Breaking news. Let all your friends know. Is this the end of the train? Oh, we'll just cut to the chase. They're probably like, just fucking say it already. Where did I put my fucking beer? Yeah, get your beer. Right, the golden monkey, the monkey of gold. Cheers, Shano. Cheers, bro. Ah, it does a body good. Well, I guess fuck it. Let's just get into it. Um, well, you need to know whoever's listening to this actual moment of dialogue needs to know that um, there are a few things for sure that we, Shane the Train and myself, are going to talk about right now in this setting. Okay. Um, like your mom, your mom is going to be part of those. <laughs> She's invited, by the way, she got the invite, not your dad. Fuck your dad. Your mom's coming. But I want to take a moment based off what you just said, based off of everything, of everything, honestly, and take a trip with us, the four listeners to <laughs> the confessional. And it's here at the pie guys confessional that I want to proclaim something that I think, uh, will lead us into wherever we go. Um, and one of those things I want to proclaim is not unlike what you were saying Pedro Pascal was expressing about Nicolas Cage or that Nicolas Cage was expressing about Pedro Pascal. Um, and I'm speaking just for me, okay? This is your uncle. I'm not trying to blow smoke, but I'm speaking from my perspective, the way I look at things, uh, the way it made me feel, etc., so come on a trip with me to the confessional and let's wind the clock back a handful of years now. It's actually been a lot of years and we don't need to count them all, but it's the year 2011. Okay. It's the year 2011. I personally have lived out here in sunny Southern California for at this point about a year and a half. I am about to start a new job in a new area new to me in a new chapter of my life at Universal Studios Hollywood, otherwise known as Ush. Okay? Ush. This job is also abbreviated. It's sometimes referred to as HHN, otherwise known as Halloween Horror Nights. Well, I worked this job in 2011. I'm cast as Chainsaw Band Geek number seven or something. And um, over the course of the next month or so of my life, I would meet a lot of people, but even fewer would become people that uh, would still be in my life to this day, to this very day, to this actual recording. And what am I building to? Well, I'm building the fact that Shane Cervantes is one of those people. And you may know him more appropriately around this frequency as the train, but... Um, Genuinely, seriously, you know, Pedro Pascal expresses his love and his admiration for Nicolas Cage, right? Well, I want to take this time to express my love and admiration for the train. Thanks, bro. Okay. Uh, this is a guy who has been a friend since those days in 2011, and I'm looking at a jacket that's hanging up in your room. With the date two thousand, with the year two thousand eleven on it as oh, well. That's true, yeah. So it's like it's it's really meant to be. None of this is scripted. Obviously, you know this. We're the Pie Guys, and 
Um, if things were, if, if things went the way we wanted them to go, we would be Mozart by now, but we're not. And that's okay. Cause that journey is, is perhaps a never ending one. What the fuck am I talking about? Well, um, I met this dude over here, the train doing this job at Halloween Horror Nights many, many years ago. And I don't think either of us fully conceptualized or realized the friendship that was forming that was to take place as a result of it. Even over the years, certainly when we would hang out, I don't think we fully knew like, oh yeah, we're, we're like good friends. We're like bros. We're like uh, kindred spirits. But um, whatever brush you want to paint us with, I need to state on this frequency, on this recording, that I'm a huge fan of Shane the train. Okay. Um, that's, that's a guy that inspires me. That's a guy that has inspired this podcast has inspired certain things I've done with my life, things that I want to do with my life. Um, and so maybe it's never been fully expressed on here. Maybe. Yeah. Just that. Um, I love you, dude. Love you too, man. I'm glad to know you. I'm glad you're <laughs> in my life. And, uh, yeah. I'm raising a drink to Shane. It's a Golden Monkey Belgian-style triple. 9.5% alcohol by volume. Can of beer. Shane's also drinking the one. Golden Monkey dude always gets <clears throat> it. There's stories about Golden Monkey. Maybe we can touch on those, too, over the course of whatever we're about to do. Am I rambling? Yes. Am I a little bit buzzed? Yes. We're going to get a little bit more. shot earlier? Yeah. It is Cinco de Mayo. It is. It is. It's fucking Cinco de Mayo. Revenge of the Fifth. Currently, right now, Revenge of the Fifth. Shout out to Star <laughs> Wars nerds. It's the 5th of May, 2023. By the time this is in your ears, it's going to be a little bit after that. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, it'll be so much later post-recording that Shane, the subject of this, as far as I'm concerned is doing something completely different with his life. So uh, I want to talk about all of it, any of it, none of it, anything in between, whatever we could fit into, whatever's left of this recording. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, this is an open-ended conversation. It's an open-ended question. It is a, uh opportunity to celebrate the train. It's an opportunity to talk about anything you want to talk about, uh, talk about the things you don't want to talk, or not talk about the things you don't want to talk about. Uh, it's all of it. I will just say this. We, as a people, as best friends, as brothers, um, as the clique, as whatever you want to call it, the Wonder Twins, we don't have a lot of time left in our current state. But one of the cool things about podcasting, honestly, is that this kind of lives on forever. So yeah. whatever we say here now and gets edited and gets kept, uh, that lasts forever. And so it's an opportunity to, to lay out proclamations and to lay out feelings and thoughts and hopes and fears, uh, anecdotes, etc. But you've been here before. You know this. You know we are the Pie Guys. Shane is as pie guys as it gets. You know, you're one of the original ingredients. The, the you're one of the vital ingredients. There is no pie guys without Shane, the train, Cervantes. And so I am coming to you here in his domain because, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, hi, what's up, dude? What's up, bro? Thanks for that intro, man. How you living? I'm chilling. I'm tired. Just keep living, bro. As, well, what's... <laughs> J.K. Living, that's uh, Matthew McConaughey's signature. J.K. Living? Yeah, just keep living. That's what that from... means? Uh, okay, I thought you were making a Harry Potter reference or something. No, it's Matthew McConaughey from... Uh, Is that from a movie? It's from... he When he actually puts it on his... When he does his autographs, he puts J.K. Living, Matthew McConaughey. But okay. that's, a, that's just keep living. J.K. Living is from uh, the movie... That he did, what's it called? Um, Dazed and Confused. 
I almost said Fast Times. I'm like, that's a, that's not the right guy. Daisy Confused, he says that line. JK Levin. Yeah. And it's like a slogan thing now, I guess. So when he does autographs. But yeah, man. Dude, yeah, things are going to change. It's going to be weird. We're still going to do podcasts, like I said. But we are? Yeah, we'll still do podcasts. It's just, obviously, it's going to be like 2020 again, though. <laughs> when we first started doing it over Fuck, Zoom. Dude. Okay, well, and let's get into person. it. Should we just get but, into it right out yeah, the gates? Yeah, basically, yeah, go for it. Um, so we have breaking news. Okay, this just in. Yeah, this just in. This has been handed to me. This just in. breaking news. This is a uh, an APB, a bolo. I'm leaving. Let all your friends know. Forever. Yeah. Well, not forever. Is this the end of the train? No. Shane? <laughs> is this the end of the train no. tracks? No. Well, I'll, we'll just cut to the chase. I'll probably like, just fucking say it already. Well, no. Yeah, I'm, I'll be leaving for at least 13 months. I, so I booked a gig. As as you all know, we do we do this kind of line of work. And so I'll be traveling North America for 13 months. Having a fun. Doing shows. In, the trains in, leave. In the train tracks are going international. Yeah, that's official, right? Can we say that? Well, not international, but technically, yeah. right? Te- I mean, well, you're going to. Are you mean, going to Canada? Yeah, it's it's North America tour, but yeah, you yeah we could we could we can't I I can talk about it, but like certain things I can't talk about. Okay, but for the most part, yeah, I'm doing I'm going to be doing a new gig that's going to be taking me through Canada, the U.S. and Mexico. Fuck. So yeah, man. As in, and, ta- and taking you away soon. Let's be real. It's taking you away in like less than a week. You'll yeah, be by, gone. by the time this drops, I'm already gone. So I would assume. Yeah. By the time this drops. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm already gonna be gone. So You're gone. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be back in July because the tour is gonna be coming through July. This isn't gone, as in like upstate New York gone, or I I went on a trip to England because I mentioned those because a listener might. Might have a reference to that. Might remember. Oh yeah. Well, oh, they... we talked about that. Shane did go to upstate New York. His ass always leaves. <laughs> <laughs> they always comes back. Shane did go and visit. You know, uh, the other side of the world, so to speak. But this is a different type of trip, and like you've already I'm, touched on, I'm signed in on contract. This is like a I job. Have to go. It's a You're job. being like... paid. You've been hired <laughs> to perform in a live show. Yeah. That will tour. North America and therefore including other countries because yeah. the United States of America doesn't solely consist of North America. There's our it's kinda like, neighbors to the north right. of Canada. It's kinda how like the, the Toronto Blue Jays come here and play sometimes. Correct. Yeah, they I go. always forget their Canadian team too. Right. Like, Even though they're only a few miles away from the motherland. Um so the long the short version is that. You're gonna be gone. Yeah, and it's um, a, it's a stunt show. So it's it's still within the wheelhouse of what we do, or what I do, or whatever, and it's not pirates, you know. And so it's that that'll be nice to take a break from pirates. You don't have to wear eyeliner. Don't. I don't have to wear any makeup. It's fantastic. Phenomenal. You don't have to wear sashes. Nope. No sashes. Vests. I have to wear vests, dude. <laughs> and and maybe for further context. Like we said, obviously we we dated this actual recording at Cinco de Mayo. By the time this episode is actually able to be listened to, Shane will literally be in another country. But what's the time frame? Take us through your your day, your life. It's it's this is another day in Shane the Train's life. How long ago did any of this break, and what was that like for you? So to go. So basically, this it, it's really interesting. It happened really fast. Like, it feels like it happened like overnight almost. But it was a span of like probably two weeks as far as getting the call and then having to leave. So I to but to go further back, I I basically auditioned for this show um, back last August in twenty twenty two. So what is it? It's May now. So. August, September, it's October, been at least November, six December, months. January, February, March, April, May. So nine months ago. There you go. Oh, baby. Nine months ago, I auditioned for a show and didn't hear anything back for a while. 
obviously nine like nine months when i heard when i heard back it had been seven months but they had given us a heads up that basically because because again we still talk about it this the whole covid thing i had auditioned for an international tour contract for the show um and then a couple weeks later and these shows they they go to like la new york england you know japan also they go all over the world and audition people so it's not just la so when you when you get it it's like you're you're in compare in competition with the world other country or other cities and other countries too yeah you know so it's like yeah you do they got to find their talent or whatever um and so then they uh basically said that they're putting it on hold because of covid stuff in other countries and it's like, all right, and I, I remember emailing. I was like, so, like, does that mean we're just not going to get cast right now? And they're like, no, we're going to hold off. We'll let you guys know. I was like, I'm like, I don't know how long that's going to be. So I just kind of, and as you know, this industry is so hard in the sense of, like, you go to an audition, and, like, 90% of the time, 95% of the time, they don't tell you shit. Thanks for coming in. And you're like, did I do good or did I do bad? Like, and that's just how it is. They right. don't. They don't, a lot of times, they don't give you feedback. They don't. Nothing. This is like, thank you. Have a good day. And then you just have to go on to the next one, right? You get it's, it, it, for somebody that's starting off in this industry. It's like you're gonna get so discouraged all the time of like not knowing like what's gonna happen. But that's just how the industry works, unfortunately. Sure. So I was like, all right, well, I, I can't do anything about it. So I went about my day and or my months and my life basically, and was working at Pirates still and and trying to get other auditions submitting for other things and like i said you you do one audition you kind of have to forget about it and then just move move on and go to the next one then so yeah so seven months later i get an email saying hey just wanted to, we were just reaching out to see if you're still interested on for this show and then also this other show and i was like oh well i auditioned for this one show but i guess i'm open to the other show too and they're like, all right great thanks and then like Two weeks later, I get a phone call from somebody at the at this place, and they're like, "Hey, so we're just checking in to see, like, would you be open to this show?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm open to that show." And they're like, "So if we were to give you a contract, when, how much time would you need to like get set on, like, come out here?" And I was like, "Out to Florida," and I was like, "Ugh, I don't know, like, two weeks probably, because I gotta tell sure. work, get my two week notice." This is and, fair get my affairs in order and, yeah. and kind of, yeah, just kind of figure everything out. I was like two weeks. I'm like, all right, we'll get back to you. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm thinking like weeks are going to go by because it's already been seven months since I heard anything. And then all of a sudden, literally the very next day at 11, 11, 1, 1, 1, 1, 11, 11 a.m. I get a phone call. And they offered me a 13-month contract for this show. And I was like, D damn, okay, yeah. Like, uh, pfft, like so you're going to be leaving in two weeks, like you said. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, you guys remembered that? <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was going to be like the next day, though. I was just sure. like, again, I had waited seven months to hear anything. Right. And, and at that point, I just was like, eh, I'm not going to. I just, again, like I just kind of just was like, it's not happening. And it is what it is. <laughs> Well, what is it? Don't worry, baby snakes. We will find out. But we bring you this very important sports update. So important you probably forgot that we've been playing some baseball. We're kind of into the season now, right? Teams kind of have an identity. Some of them, <laughs> they wish they didn't have. So remember, we are simulating a season on MLB The Show 23 Diamond Dynasty. Did you get all that? That's right, it simulates a season. You can no longer play every single game in a season. Just highlighted moments that whether you do good or bad in will propel you on a hot streak or maybe a cold spell. So last time, we won in pretty dramatic fashion. This time, we're on the road. We're down by one run. It's the top of the seventh. There's two runners on and only one out. And enter your uncle. But I'm not just playing it, I'm also trying to do another thing, which you'll obviously listen to, right? Anyway, enough yapping. Let's play ball. That's right, everybody, it's me, Brent Fleetwood, coming to you live in the desert. 
I hope you brought your sunscreen. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Top of the seventh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, they are on base. Miguel Castro, he's on the mound. Will Smith, he's in the batter's box. That first one, not close. It's a ball. Not too aggressive of a lead over there. Double play is still in order. Will Smith's being patient, but that one came back and clipped the zone, the, um, the umpire said. It's one and one. Watches this one float outside. The circle change misses. You don't want to load the bases ever. Will Smith might get something to rip right here on two and one. He's nibbling at his knees, but the cookie's about to crumble, ladies and gentlemen. Three and one. He hits one hard the other way. But it's so hard, nobody's going to be able to score. But guess what? The bases are loaded anyway. That's going to bring on a new pitcher. The Diamondbacks don't waste any time. Kyle Nelson coming into the game. He's only thrown two and a third innings so far. And, well, he's given up a lot of runs. How about 11.57 of an ERA through those two and a thirds? Dodgers are smelling blood. Max Monty's up to the plate. The bases are jacked. It's lefty on lefty crime. Muncy can't hold back. That one floated outside. Would have been a ball, but he flicked it foul. He's going to hit this on the ground, but it's going to get all the way through. You're looking and hoping for a double play. Definitely. That time, it had eyes. And we're tied. Six to six in the top of the seventh. Those bases, oh boy, they're still loaded. Here comes J.D. Martinez. Now it's lefty versus righty. He's 0 for 2, so I'd say he's due. He flicks the first one off his fist. It's not going to get the job done, or is it? He's going to tag all the way from third. He doesn't have the greatest speed, but it's enough speed. The runner advances from second as well. It's seven to six Dodgers putting it in play. Always trumps. Not. Not the DH hack you're hoping for in that situation, but the Dodgers will take it as Chris Taylor steps to the plate. He's 0 for 3, so he's got to be thinking, hey, aren't I due to aggression on the first pitch? And a nice running catch. That almost got away from him out in center field. Wow, I guess it could have been worse. But the Dodgers take the lead. So it depends on what side you're looking at. It's the middle of seven. Time to stretch. This is probably the guy you want leading it off who can tie it up with one swing of the bat. It's Christian Walker. Shelby Miller still out on the mound after 29 pitches. Never mind. Dave Roberts can't wait to go to the bazooka. If I had one in my arsenal, I'd be shooting it all the time. He'll get the bulk of the seventh. Vessia also in the pen for the moment. That first pitch definitely wasn't close. In fact, it's dirty. I believe they call that filth, but they say he held off. That one missed, but it had good break. Walker's able to not break the plane. It's 2-0. and Uh-oh. Gratterall can't find it. It's 3-0. and What's going to happen now? Joshua Rojas steps in. He's one for two so far. Can Gratterall find the zone? Oh, geez. They want to swing, but his stuff is not there so far. That's five straight balls, ladies and gentlemen. Finally in the zone, and that one gets cracked. Foul. There's a strike. It's one and one. This one's going to get hit up the line, but also foul. Brings the heat, but he hit it right at Freddie Freeman, and oh, my goodness. That is a double play. Oh, my. One swing in the bat, you crack it hard. A guy's there, and two are gone. Lourdes Gurriel trying to salvage the inning. Gratterall seems to have dialed it in. It's as if that's how they drew it up. Can't lay off the slider. He hits it right to Freddie. He's thinking, I'll do all the work. How about it? End of the seventh. 7-6. Seven, Take a breath. Corbin Martin, it's his turn. Coming out of the pen, he's been serviceable. Trace Thompson will greet him. Have a game. He's three for three. Can he keep it up? Top of the eighth. Insurance. That would be great, right? He's thinking the same thing. He took a big hack on that curveball way out in front. If I'm hitting three for three, I'm swinging too. He is again, and he hit it pretty darn well. So well, it's going to die right at the track. If it had been hit more well, it would have fell in the water because of the swimming pool. And wells have water in them. So a more well-hit well-hit would be a well-hit well-hit. Miguel Vargas is one for two, and now he's 0-1. Dodgers staying aggressive despite coming back to grab the lead. This one's going to find the gap, but they're not going to catch it. I said find the gap, and it does. Bangs off the wall. They're going to grab it in center field, and Vargas has got a double with one out. Remember in spring training, they said don't swing. Not anymore. He's swinging. It's up to Miguel Rojas. Miguel to Miguel. Rojas, two for three. He's got a home run on the day and three RBIs. So you know he wants Mo. He swings, 
and it didn't go as far as my voice might have made it sound like it went. Weakly to Walker over at first. There's two away. Tried to fist it off the other way, but nope. Into his glove. Mookie Betts is up. Ever heard of him? Vargas takes his lead off a second. They throw back. Takes another lead, and they're going to turn and throw again. Maybe they just don't want to throw to Mookie, and it's, you know, a fair strategy. He's 0 for 2 today, though, so they finally throw it towards him, and Mookie rips it. Maybe he's due. Oh, my gosh, that's going to be the insurance they needed. Maybe they just knew. It's 8-6, to six, Dodgers. Two out RBIs. you got to love it. The crowd here in Arizona, they don't, though. And they are letting the Diamondbacks know about it. Freddie Freeman steps in. He recorded all the outs last time, so maybe a fourth out? Why would we think that? He rips it way hard, and it's over the right fielder's head. Can Mookie score from first? Will he even try it? He's going to round. Oh, here comes the throw. It's not in time. Freddie Freeman making this announcer want to eat his shoe. He points at the dugout and says, hey, how about it? Call Saucer. Here he comes. That's right. We only broadcast games when it's Diamondbacks games. And it doesn't feel like a Diamondback game till Colt Salser comes in sporting a nice 18 ERA. That's right. When I say nice, I don't mean nice, but I mean legal. It's 9-6 to six Dodgers. They love swinging way out in front of Will Smith on that slurve. It's 0-1. There's another hard hit ball, but this time it's going to be at the guy. He catches it. And that's the final out of the inning. The crowd, well, they can sense it. But the Diamondbacks, they still have some swings left in them. We go to the bottom of the eighth. Gratterall is going to stay out there. Again, if you have a bazooka, you shoot that thing. He, wow, cranks the first one right off Vargas's glove. Can he recover in time? He can't. He hit it so hard, Vargas couldn't field it. But so hard, Thomas couldn't beat it out. That's an out. Carson Kelly steps up now. He's one for two with a home run and three RBIs of his own. In the zone, auto zone. He's going to wish it was on automatic, though. They need some base runners. It's 9-6. to six. Fouls this one off hard. Everything coming off the bats of the Diamondbacks sound like they should be hits. But sometimes that's the game. Oh, another one. But this is well out in front on the slider. It's now 1-2. and two. Gratterall, that free and easy delivery. Woof. Blows Carson Kelly away with a 96-mile-an-hour cutter, I think. That's what it was. Regardless, he swung and missed at it. Nick Ahmed, they're down to four outs left, and he's one of them potentially. Oh, he looked at strike three. Not thanks, just looking. That's right, three up, three down. Gratterall blowing up the Diamondbacks in the eighth. Max Muncy steps in. It's the top of the ninth. You got to love your lead if you're L.A., but you also got to think, why not more and why not me? Max Muncy said, how about it? He did a hop, skip, and a flip. Get it out of the swimming pool. Maybe the scoreboard. I don't know where it's embedded, but that thing is gone. Oh, my. Cole Salser gives up a solo jizz jammer. 106.9 MPH is off the bat. The boys are going loco in the dugout. The crowd hates it. They're really quiet. Why would they be cheering? I don't know, but damn. He hit the heck out of that ball. It's gone in the next week, probably. It went an estimated 432 feet. Whoa, that's getting all of it. J.D. Martinez says, I want what he's having. J.D. Martinez said that fastball looked too fat to lay off. He swung at ball three. That's one down. Chris Taylor, he's trying to find some pay dirt today. He's 0 for 4. That one hard on the ground right to Ahmed. He'll get it over there in time. That's two. Trace Thompson missed a chance to go 4 for 4, but still could get four hits on the night. He's not waiting around, though. This is going to be onto the big part of the field, but they are going to run it down. Nice play on the run, but Max Muncy's might have gone to the sun. It's 10-6, Dodgers. Gratterall is still in the game. I think you got to reward the guy, and he is dealing now with a four-run lead. Do they need their closer? They might not, but he is warming up. Corbin Carroll, top of the lineup, can't lay off the sinker, and all they can do is hit it to the ball boy. The cutter, chop right to Vargas at second. He grabs it, flicks it. There's one down. Cattell Marte, he's one for three on the day. Gratterall, not wasting any time, and it's paying off. Marte can't commit, but he went, says home plate on. Oh, and two. Gratterall nearing 30 pitches out of the pin. Oh, I think he got squeezed. 100 miles an hour, though. Still pumping it up there easy. It looked like a strike from where I'm sitting, but now it's two and two. Hard hit to Max Muncy, so hard he can't quite field it. He snags the ball, 
But nope, not in time. You hit it that hard, it doesn't matter if someone's there. Muncy can't field it cleanly. So there's only one out. Jake McCarthy steps up. Diamondbacks need more base runners than this. They would need a grand amount of them. Dave Roberts says, you know what? You done good, kid. Let's give it to the guy. This guy is Evan Phillips. He's 5 for 5 on the year in save situations. He's got to get two outs with a runner on. Up by four. First pitch to McCarthy. Right in there at the knees. 0-1. Phillips also features that heavy sinker. Ground ball could wrap this up as well. That sinker right there. It clipped the outside part of the zone quickly. Two strikes on McCarthy. All he could do is fist this cutter off, but he hits it high enough and shallow enough right to Chris Taylor and left. That's two outs. Christian Walker is the last hope tonight. Hard hit right up the middle. No one's going to feel that one until it gets all the way to Trace Thompson in center. It's getting a little interesting. Two runners on. Two are out. Bottom of the night. Josh Rojas steps in. The cutter finds the zone. It's 0-1. Phillips, another sinker, but it's hit. Too far past Vargas. They're going to send him all the way in. The Dodgers could see to run, but now the tying run is going to be in the batter's box. Rojas, a patient approach. Grounds it with or not. Suddenly, Diamondbacks are lurking. Can you hear the rattle? Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He steps in as the tying run. Phillips, suddenly now, this is a save situation. The sliders hit back to Vargas. Chance for redemption. He flips it over to second. And just like that, that's the ball game. 10 to 7. Whoo, the Dodgers. They get by. That's right, Brand Fleetwood here. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. And, and but again, I think the biggest thing too is like, um, just it is it like you said it, it's the reward it is validating and nice to get those jobs when when they happen because they don't always happen Mm-mm. it no. is it is no, a once no. in a blue moon thing that they really have it's an actual achievement it is it's, not it's like out. yeah they yeah they ain't handing these things out right and so it's like and i remember during training like with the stunt coordinator and stuff like learning stuff he, he would say all the time he's like you guys he's like you know you already got you got the job like you don't need to don't sometimes people get it in their head to like i gotta be the best i gotta be better than everybody you already got the job don't you're already here you're already here for a reason for a reason right so now let's just own that do it and keep going and get better build up now you're here let's move you up you're here. Let's go up even further. Boom, boom, boom. You're stacking, right? And like, that's it. You're gaining the experience and knowledge. And again, going back to kind of little, it's like you, you, you can go to school. And that's the thing with this industry. It's like you don't have to get a master's in theater. You can. You can. I'm not saying don't do it, but like you can if you want. But at the same time, you're going to end up in the same audition room as somebody that dropped out of high school. Yeah, I mean, is your is your degree going to get you the job at the end of the day if you go to that audition? Is it going to actually do the work for you? Right. Very. The odds are even slimmer that that's actually a possibility. Maybe in the very right handpicked scenario, somebody will look at your resume and or read something about you and go, "Oh, you got this degree from this school, and I happen to be an alumni from that school. Therefore, I will give you the role simply because you went to the same school as me." Right. That's like that's. But that, if you're banking on that, then you're never gonna work. So gonna you you have to go and out for these I, things that like maybe you feel like you're not right for. Or, you know, that you feel like you have to do because it's just an audition. I mean, I I can speak to that experience of getting auditions out here feels like an accomplishment, too. And auditions obviously guarantee nothing because auditions are not just handed to everybody. It's it's so funny. You basically have to audition for auditions. And then somebody has to approve you and invite you in. Yes, we want you to come to our building at 3.30 p.m. (laughs) at this time and have these words of dialogue prepared. And then you'll present it in front of us. And then maybe we'll cast you. Right. And then odds are good. Maybe you're not going to get Maybe, yeah. If that. It's always something other, some other hoop you're jumping through. Yeah. Or some other hurdle you have to overcome. And it's exhausting. And it's disheartening, et cetera. Fill in the blank. It's, yeah. But, you know... In regards to this specific job, it was a seven-month journey on some level because, like you said, you auditioned for it, 
Fast forward the clock seven months later, then they reached out to you. You didn't know how well you did or if you were in the running for seven any, months. I didn't know anything. Uh, and so you're going about your life thinking that this has passed you by and then the opportunity hasn't. They remembered you. They cast, they cast you in a different show than you originally were going for. Yeah. And now here we are. Completely different. Uh, five days away from like a, you. Even a completely IP. Uh, sure. <laughs> like, completely different in all terms. So. <clears throat> You know, there's a lot of lessons I think to, to take away from that, but the one that maybe I want to focus on and 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 I don't know, uh, I just will, yeah, echo is that I'm proud of you on that level alone. The fact that you're doing this thing and that you went for something that you didn't you didn't know a lot about. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't the track you're supposed to take. You know, this wasn't yeah. a tra- a trail of you know, fill in the cliches you want. It's like, I don't know, in a lot of other job opportunities or, or fields, I would imagine it's a little bit more cut and dry and laid out. Like if you're going to be a teacher, you go and you study Correct. and you do these things and you get this degree and then you there's kind of a path. Oh, well, this is how most teachers do it. Well, And then you get to a point, you're tenure and you, you are unfireable, right? Unless you yeah. like. Unless you like. Unless, unless you, you know, fuck really fuck them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're over here and you're you know it's part of the beauty of this industry and i think part of the the attraction i can speak to myself and maybe you would agree is that there isn't um a set path yet yeah, it, it helps it helps if you've had the schooling helps if you've had this training it helps if you're attractive or whatever the fuck there are these little intangible things that you can add to the mix that will help you and aid your journey. But at the end of the day, there is no one way or the other. You can go about this path in whatever way you choose. And so there's no right or wrong answer. No, man. And, and for, and, and to have literally been a part of either in it or from the sidelines to see your path specifically yours take place and then evolve into this it's really cool man and it's um yeah i i wanted to at least make some time to to mention that because as far as i'm concerned as a person and as far as this podcast is concerned as its own entity it's a big deal that you shane the train are are moving on to bigger and better things i mean we talk about all the time there i know there's recordings where we've talked about these types of things and now you're living it um it's cool and so maybe what you got to understand the quartet is that down the line the next time we hear from this guy it's going to be on the road in a hotel room speaking from the (laughs) venue or something you know what i mean he's going to be coming to us from the road or coming to us after this journey is complete and then we can talk more about it. But uh, that's the biggest, most breaking, most relevant, most, uh, uh, you know, earth shattering news in terms of the pie guys is that Shane, the train is it's the year of travel. You're not going, you are going somewhere. You're not dead, but you're going to be gone in terms of this podcast. And and maybe over the last handful of weeks and months, you've been, uh, you've been, more absent than you've ever been and 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 i i gotta say I have. personally that's that isn't how i would want it to go no. you're talking about the way things would go i w- i would want you to be involved in everything that this podcast ever does um but you know there's lives and then there's other things outside of podcasting etc so this is just a slice of your life being involved in this podcast but when it comes to this and if anybody is actually keeping up to date with with what you're doing you know then let this be the thing that breaks the news to you and that you know shane the train moving on to bigger and better things the train is traveling dude the tracks literally are international <laughs> uh can we say what the thing is do you feel comfortable talking about yeah that? We, yeah we can, we can talk about it a little bit um i mean i'm not a spokesperson for them or anything but yeah the, the show that i'm going to be doing is jurassic world live which is pretty cool as in Jurassic Park, as in dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. So I, I, I kind of going back again about just this industry. What is exciting about it is the because it's so unknown. As far as like you just said, you know, if you're a teacher, it's like you have a very specific path, right? Well, with us, it's like, dude, you can be a cowboy one day, and then a New York cop, and then you know, a chainsaw killer. Do with fucking dirty fingers, or, dude. <laughs> That too. <laughs> <laughs> 
but like yeah or a pirate and then all of a sudden now a militia leader you know that's trying to capture dinosaurs and it's like it's it's it that i think i think that's what's the for me is very fun and keeps me going with this type of industry because it's I I don't want to say like I get bored easily, but like it's more of like yeah I get bored easily. But then it's like I I my I need my mind, and what I do is always different, right? So I feel like I've lived so many different lives and the different mm-hmm. roles that I've played and the different stories I've got to tell. And and what you have though, you know, right? And so it's like yeah, like I said, it's like when this happened, it's like oh yeah, like right before I left, I was a pirate, you know, like sword fighting, and then the following week. I'm well, fighting you, dinosaurs. If, yeah, if you book some, <laughs> you know if what you I mean? book some like, sort of traditional theater job for what at least two months of your life, that's your life. You're yeah. you are insert character name here. I'm this guy, and he's got a troubled marriage, or maybe he's successful. Right, he's got a dark secret. Whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's. I mean, that yeah, is the nature con- of, yeah, the, of the work. Constantly changing who you are as a person, right? And it's like it again, looks too. It's like I got a mustache right now. I don't. I don't Fuck do mustaches, yeah, do. but I'm doing yeah, the handle the handlebar listener. mustache. This dude's you know? over here with a handlebar, <laughs> like a defined handlebar, goes down past his lips, mustache. Uh, it sticks out farther than the rest of his other facial hair does. <laughs> so you're gonna be rocking that over the course of this show. You're, yeah, you're, that's the that's the, that's the look now. I want. So it's just very different than everybody else has been doing. That's that's done it, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm. Gonna, that's where I, for me, I can, I, I still have to wear like the same costume and stuff, you know. But ultimately, like my look, I can kind of do whatever I want. You're this is your opportunity to make this role your own. Correct. I'm not gonna do it like the person that did it previously. Right. You know? So I'm like, I, this is Nor my do they want take you to. on They it. hired you because they want you. They want, yeah, they want, they want yeah, they want to see me, not the person that was doing it before. Because if whatever. just any old person could do this, why not hire the, ba- the, the butcher down the street or the, right. You know, the prostitute or right. uh, so, from the same street. And I kind of told them, I was like, I want to keep the, the stash. And they're like, go for it. Like, let's make it work. Let's, let's use it. I was like, sweet. All right. <laughs> and then who knows? Ten years later, Shane becomes well known for his mustaches. <laughs> I can be the next Tom Selleck, yo. You've already got the deep V, the fucking laissez-faire attitude, dude. <laughs> you love Indiana Jones, <laughs> like it might happen. <laughs> I'm all I'm saying. <sighs> Speaking of things that can happen, I gotta use a restroom. Can we? T- uh, I'm just gonna leave this thing. Yeah, dude. Can I think it's time we- for a commercial break. Can we do? Yeah, can we do a bathroom break? Slash, we'll be back what's, after this break. Yeah, what's wrong? The Golden Monkeys. Tickling your golden spot. You have to go make a golden tingle now. <laughs> I might have to do everything. <laughs> it, oh, I might no. have to come a little bit based on some of the <laughs> fucking baddies we saw at Baja Sharkies, dude. <laughs> Gong bong. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. I barely keep that in. I was like, what? <laughs> I just took the, <laughs> the after. <laughs> I'm going to get my own. <laughs> 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 Hmm, ingredients. Where was I? Oh yeah, the Pie Guys are not the Pie Guys without Shane the Train. Obviously. But the Pie Guys are not the Pie Guys without unplanned ingredients. That's right. You know how we have like shoddy Wi-Fi from time to time, or sometimes don't even know how to plug things in, or our never-ending quest to become Mozart, for example. Well, this episode is no different, because I was just going to go to the bathroom, come back, we finish the episode, and we move on with our day. But Baja Sharkies would not stay Baja for very long. You know what I mean? The point is, we've been making lemonade from day one. I wanted to end the episode the way we normally would do it, with last words from Shane himself. But we didn't get to finish the recording. Unplanned ingredient. Thankfully, we do have Shane's last words, and that's coming up. But before we get to that... I have a few last words of my own that I need to put forth. Dude, Shano. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, man. And I've I've sent you some messages and we've talked in person and I've tried to convey and I think you know and I think the four people who listen to this podcast get it too. But I love you, man. And I just want to take the time to say I love you and to thank you because your friendship has been awesome. It has been a train ride. I mean, let's be real. We've been through some shit. And I love that we've documented some of that on this podcast. 
But I love even more that the best of it is not recorded, doesn't exist on a camera roll, is sacred to that time, those places, with those people, you know? And you've been one of those people in my life for for a long time now. So I love you for that, and I thank you for that. And it goes without saying, you will always have a voice here at this podcast. I'm proud of you. I know you're going to crush it. You're going to nose flick your way all the way from Canada through Mexico, the U.S., and everyone's going to know what I've known for a long time, and that's that you are the fucking man. I love you, bro. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know, it's crazy how, you know, I, I think back and I look back to when we first started the podcast back in 2019. We had like an idea of what we wanted it to be. And it's completely changed and has evolved over the years since we've started. We've added new people to it. We've lost some people. But overall, the idea of the pie guys has kind of, it's been going. And, and I have to say, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool thing to be a part of um, and experience too. I mean, I, I kind of leave sometimes and in some of the recordings and, but then I come back, you know, um, but it's kind of like life in the sense of you have an idea of what you want life to be, but that doesn't mean that it's always going to be exactly the way that you plan it. Bad things happen, unfortunately, but then good things and great things happen as well in life. You know, and currently for me, it's as, as much as it sucks to leave my friends and my family and my girlfriend behind for 13 months, I'll be gone for a long time. Um, I am also excited for my story and adventure that I'm about to go on and experience. The, it, it definitely, is a bittersweet feeling. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. You know, go on a tour is definitely a bucket list thing of mine, and I'm doing it. I'm grateful and, and proud of myself, and, you know, that I have this opportunity. You know that the this industry that we're in is is always up in the air. You could be having great weeks and months and years for auditions and landing jobs and then you also have dry spells where you don't get anything or you may be doing the exact same thing for uh, a year or two and you have to just kind of put yourself out there and take the chance you know take the chance of failing because you may not fail you could succeed but you won't know unless you do it and you try and i think that is something that we have done with the pie guys is we actually went out there and did it. We said we were going to do it. We executed it and we did it again. Did it turn out the way that we wanted it to be initially? No, but we've been going strong with a podcast for what? Two, three years now. Um, four years now, maybe almost, I think. And we're still here. We're still doing it. I'm still going to be a part of this podcast. I'm, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm still going to be able, and it, I think it would be cool if we kind of did a little a session of like, all right, where's Shane? Where in the world is Shane? Kind of like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Shane the train? I say we do that. Let's let's get a segment going uh, of me traveling throughout North America, and I can kind of talk about what I've experienced, what the what that specific place is like. And who knows, maybe some of the listeners out there, the four of them are possibly out in Canada or somewhere in the US or Mexico or wherever I'm going to be. Um, I think we should do that though. I think we should start a where in the world is Shane the Train segment for the Pie Guys um, and definitely get that going. But anyway, I, I just got to say, Trevor, this, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss all my friends out there in California, my family. Uh, but now it's time for the train to pull out of the station and explore and do something different. Go fight some dinosaurs. Um, travel the world. And so, yeah. But I'll be back. That's a great thing. I'll always be back. You can never get rid of me. I'm like a bad penny. I always turn up.
That's my last words. <laughs> that's probably my last words. No, that's not my last words. I don't know what my last words would be. I don't want to say I have any last words because I'm always, I'm never not going to not have any words. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I'm never going to not, not have any words. I'm always going to have words to say because I'm not going anywhere. Technology does wonders nowadays. We can be anywhere at any time and get recordings and sit down and do a Zoom call and, and make a podcast happen. So I think this is just the start of something new. Like I said, where in the world is Shane the Train? Segments for the Pie Guys. Let's do it. I say we launch it. But I love you all. I will be talking to you soon. I'm going to Canada. And I'm going to go perform for people in Canada now, which will be a new experience. So love you guys. Don't forget to rock out with your cocks out. I said it. There it is. See you guys. Last time. On first time. It looks like a two bloaters. We've got, well, we can't quite see right there. Yeah, we ain't out of this shit. But what have we learned, folks? What have we learned from these encounters? You got to think of that, too. Literally, these, these last two encounters in this specific subway are practice for this encounter. Oh, here we go. And now. Be careful. There's stuff for sure, but you got to be careful. So don't make any sudden movements or shots. But we're going to grab a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of goodies over here. And the game knows what it's doing. It's going to hide all the stuff that you want to grab right by a bunch of guys that you don't want to disturb. Yeah, we realize there's a couple of bloaters over here and a clicker and some runners. But then we realize there's more runners. So if shit really pops off, all of these motherfuckers are going to come sniffing. So you better start set. If you want to set traps, you might want to set a bomb on the outside of this door. Or you could just leave those guys. Do you feel confident that you can shiv them and not without making it suddenly a, a loud takedown? They are three runners and not clickers, so they are easier to kill. Grab, shiv. Or you could drag them further back if you want. Yeah, you could do that too. You could just choke them out and not even use the shiv. You're right. I told him he got to step his stealth game up. This would be a huge moment to flex that muscle and be like, all right, that one's awfully close to the other one. Shane's going to attempt to grab the second one. Wow, he did it. He shivved him right there. And maybe can shiv this third one. So this hallway that you would never pay me enough money to go down. There you go. Keep your shiv intact. Beautiful. Look at the evolution of this game. Just in the last two encounters. One bomb for three clickers. Not even one shiv for three runners. How about that for some math? Now suddenly this is less scary. It's still a scary encounter. We don't want to get careless with it. You have options. You could strangle this guy out. I think he's on the other side of the truck. The problem is strangling him out exposes you to the bloater. So yeah, we can see the bloater visually. We know exactly where he is. He's shambling around and we hate him. We know there's another bloater also there, not moving yet. Two clickers, two runners it looks like, and two bloaters. Two of each. How about that? Deuces wild. Remember, you have bottles and stuff. You could do the same exact tactic you've been doing. You could throw a bottle right there where that bloater's walking. Draw them all right there. Hit him with a Molotov. Hit him with another Molotov. You do have two. Hit him with a smoke bomb even and fuck their day up even more. You could throw all these things before they even know where you are. You don't need to shoot a shot anywhere. So we're going to switch to the bottle. Looks like we're embracing it. This has been working out quite nicely for you. I don't see why we change it any. 
Maybe you wait till the, yeah, I mean, you, you can even throw that now with the clicker right there. They're all going to run over there. Now get your Molotov out and wait. Just wait. Let them go. Let them get there. Let them check it out. Let them investigate. Throw that motherfucker. Now get the other one ready. Now get the other one ready. And now the clicker runs in there. That guy runs into there. They don't even know shit's going on. Throw it. Fuck their day and even more. Get a smoke bomb out. Get, don't even fire your gun yet. They don't even know anything's happening. Just, just to do it. Here's a smoke bomb. Eat my asshole. They're just, they don't even know what's happening. They have no clue. Their day sucks. Just wait. Let it happen. Who knows what's happening? Suddenly, we, oh, the arrow goes off and the bloater still has no fucking clue what's going on. All right, that bloater is still up and he ain't even looks like he's hurt. Shane's getting ballsy. He's got the flamethrower out. You better make sure it's on him. See what's happening? You're being stealthy without... There you go. You're being stealthy without having to sneak up on him all the time. I mean, you've wiped out this almost whole encounter and they haven't even gotten close to you. They don't even know where you are. This bloater is roaming around clueless. Lost all of his friends in the great fire of five minutes ago. I mean, you know what I mean? There you go. It's just like a Ghostbuster. Stay on him. Yep, don't get a little... Don't get careless, but there you go. All right, let him burn, let him burn, let him burn. He's fucked up. I think you got him. He's dead. And suddenly, bloaters aren't that scary with the flamethrower. That's what I'm fucking talking about, choo-choo, motherfucker. That's what I'm talking about. The train has arrived, okay? This is how you fight these guys. And you suddenly realize, that's a lot of infected. If shit had popped off and you just went in revolver blazing... You probably would have been banging your head against the wall in this encounter. It's not fun. But when you approach it like that, it's like wiping my ass with these infected. That's what we do with the last 9%. Bitch, look at all this shit back here. And now, threats are eliminated. We can just pick this shit clean. Take our time. Reload. Have more side convos. Build character development. Make a, Have a crush on each other. Whatever the fuck. Now we got three smoke bombs because we got them. Smoke bombs are fun, too. We're incorporating more of our arsenal. We're having more of a blast. You're still listening? The El Diablo. I can't wait for the El Diablo. I want some El Diablo deaths. I want some shorty action. We've seen a lot of hunting rifle lately, and I love it. You've been crushing ass with the hunting rifle. Nine millimeters always been there. The revolver we know is going to show up just as we know Clint Eastwood is. But we're starting to see the fucking arsenal grow. We're seeing the strategy blossom. Shout out to the 90s show. Making these sewers like a new home over here. You know what I mean? Might as well move in like the Ninja Turtles, dude. You fucking cleaned it out. Like, that's as efficient as it gets, dude. You didn't have to panic. You didn't waste ammo. And just like that, we move on, you know? We're still in the sewers. We're we're back to platforming. It feels like the old days. There's almost a, a, like a bit of a renewed... <laughs> He's doing like plyometrics. It's almost kind of hopeful. Maybe, maybe because it is the springtime. The squad's back together. The band is back together. However you want to put it. And, and obviously, we're close to the hospital. That helps, too. Sometimes the game knows, dude. This is why The Last of Us is The Last of Us. This is why so many people out there, and I mean so many people, think this is the greatest game of all time. And we know it's a video game, but it's like, then why do we get so caught up in it? All right, we can hear some shit, it sounds like. But now, we're, we, now we kind of can't just obviously traverse on ground. We have to get go underwater now. So probably have to go under this. Yeah, don't drown. That would be the worst way to... Make my prediction not come true is if you drown right now. There's no threat, so there's no way we should be even getting close to death right now, especially after our impressive showing against the sewer infected. I mean, that's the most clinical execution of infected I've seen Shane do in this game. If his stealth game hits this level of assassinry, then, then fuck the rest of you. Turn out the lights because the party's over. So we came across uh, another part of the sewer. It looks like definitely a way to get out, but all you got to know is it's locked, okay? We have a locked fence. I don't know if Ellie has joined us yet. And we see a clicker literally slumped in a corner. And it looks like he's twitching. So he looks like he's alive. Shane wants to resolve that right now. He has the bow and arrow out. I like this call. Right in his dumb fucking head, dude. I think you got him. You got to love my boy, dude. He spots traps before they get sprung, dude. I know this part of the game. and this That's supposed to be a surprise. It's supposed to be a surprise. Shane sniffed it out and said, I'm going to kill you now, dude. There is a workbench. Look at your eyes. I like how you're looking ahead. So we see something in our future that we like a lot of. That's workbenches, bitch. We go to a workbench. We upgrade our guns. We get even stronger. With 91% of the game left, we get even stronger. Did I say 91% of the game left? With 9% left. I'm telling you, the, the train's ready. For whatever the game has left, whatever the game has left that he hasn't done, 
He's ready. My boy's ready. He's ready for the game. But are you? That's the question. The answer is you're not. I guarantee you, you're not. But you can be ready when you tune into the Pie Guys every other week. Oh, and by the way, Shane, yes, where in the world are you? We're doing it. <laughs>